Um, well, I don't know, because Chris Brown, I didn't feel like Chris Brown came out to me way after. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up with Chris Brown. Okay. So I didn't feel it wasn't a thing, okay. technically. Um, and then when later when he started really popping, mm-hmm. people were just like, your dad's name was Chris Brown? <laughs> like, yeah, but he was the original. <laughs> so it doesn't count. to Lucretia Brown right now to just give a, a brief a brief like introduction of who you are and let the people know. Okay. Hey, I am Lucretia Brown. You might know me from Pillow Talk, which is a new web series that's out. We are a spin-off from Tough Love and that's produced by Creative Direction. I am an actress first and foremost, um, a black woman obviously. <laughs> I, I also am a singer and Beautiful I am, voice, by the thank way. you. <laughs> I am a southern girl from Dallas, Texas, via a lot of places because I'm a military brat and um, I am currently a Brooklynite, have been for the last 11 years. What part of Brooklyn? Bed-Stuy, oh. all day. <laughs> okay. So we're really excited to have you. Um, I guess we've kind of explained to you a little bit about our platform and our our like goals, and but we really want to ask you some questions just about your experience um, with the arts as a black woman, and and you know growing up, and I guess just deciding that that's what you want to do. Um, so I just want to start off with what what was growing up like for you in Texas and. Mm-hmm. For you, what was your relationship with art growing okay. up? Okay, so um, I spent maybe a year or two consistently in, in Texas growing up because my father was in the army and my mother worked as a dental assistant for the army. We moved around a lot, they got a lot of job transfers. So I was between Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma. I lived on a reservation in Minnesota for two years lived four years in Germany. So um, I think that that really shaped me artistically because I was exposed to a lot of different cultures, different foods, different people, different languages, different colors of people in terms of energy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I became obsessed with um, people and their backgrounds in their history, what makes them make the choices that they make, mm-hmm. uh, what informs this community culturally, and um, it it low key made me a, or high key made me a storyteller mm-hmm. and made me um, a bit of a investigator behaviorally, a bit of a psychologist in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I I just love people. It made me a people person, so um, in that way, I feel like it's the reason why I'm an actor. Wow. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Did you, were you doing like any training or did you take classes like drama classes? Or I did. I was always in after school programs where we put on lots of plays and performances. Um, always in the choir and throughout school I took theater all throughout school. I also took um, choir throughout school and uh, yeah, I majored, that's, I mean I majored in acting. Oh. I have my BFA and my MFA in acting. Oh, what, you, what university? University of North Texas for the BFA. <laughs> and New School for Drama for my MFA. Oh. All right, so um, your question about industry. Okay. So my question is, so how do you feel about the variety of roles for black women in the industry? I... I feel like we're living in a really great time because there are a lot of pioneers um, in our industry that are creating stories for us, stories that are multidimensional and not just, you know, the regurgitated stories of poverty and, um, you know, loneliness or mm -hmm. even like, I don't want to say, I feel like there is a story about black women or just a few spaces where they're like yes we want you to tell this story we want you to be this person mm -hmm. but recently with like you know the Issa Rae's the Regina King's the Viola Davis's the Shonda Rhimes mm -hmm. you know and the list could go on and on really the the Ronnie Davis's you know what I mean like we're out here telling our own stories now mm -hmm. and I think that Hollywood is acknowledging that in a lot of ways um, and making space for us to um, just be, mm -hmm. you know? And I think we're also, as a community, we're so hungry and thirsty for that, that we're showing up to truly support the content that is being put out now mm -hmm. in that regard. So we're thriving in terms of roles that I think are um, being created for us now. Well, we definitely have still more ways to go because there's so many stories, right. you know? So many stories still to be told. Mm -hmm. That's really true. And I love that the show Pillow Talk just really gives an idea of just black women dating and like their lives just being regular women, you know? Yeah. It's good seeing that, just like you're saying, like the story, there are more stories that are coming to light now and, you know, the platform is widening. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. It's mm -hmm. a good time to be alive, a good time yeah. to be in the industry, I believe. That's true. Absolutely. Um, well, we kind of like, she kind of brought it up a bit. This is, like, we're kind of jumping around with the questions yeah. as well. Yeah. But I know that we, we're kind of talking a bit about, I guess, just dating. We really like that the show is really exploring that. And especially, like, I just love the fact that it's really, like, so much of the city is, re you really are having the opportunity to kind of, like, see life in this crazy city and you know seeing these black women in these various positions that are doing well and um that their relationships and dating how that kind of translates so i wanted to know i guess personally for you in in life and being in the city do you feel like there are specific things that are unique to new york and black women and dating and <laughs> what is that like <laughs> yes <laughs> i think that 
New York is such an odd place to try to connect intimately with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I believe that, okay, so I'll, I'll give some context to that. Like I said, I'm a Southern woman. Mm-hmm. And so I was raised with kind of very traditional ways of the way that you're supposed to court a person or they're supposed to court you or, or sh- how they're supposed to be chivalrous and, you know, be gentlemen or gentlewomen, you know, whatever. <laughs> and um, I don't know, there was like a morale around it or it's some sort of context or rules to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the type of space you should hold for somebody when you are pursuing them or wanting to get to know them. Mm-hmm. I think now... In this day and age, we have such a variety of ways that we are trying to explore connecting intimately with each other that I think that that's beautiful, but I also think it adds a a certain complexity Mm -hmm. uh, on top of a thing that's already complex. Right. Like trying to intimately connect is already complex. So we're adding all these other variables that I think makes it a bit harder sometimes to connect to people. And when you put that into New York, there's so many different characters. Right. So many different, like, angles and ways of, you know, being in relationship that it becomes a bit confusing for me. <laughs> I'll just speak for myself personally. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, it, it becomes confusing in a way. Like, how do we actually ground in a space with each other? And how do we then actually feel, I guess, feel safe enough mm-hmm. to want to open up right. and truly be honest with each other about who we are? Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, how do we express that and how do we hold a space where we want to build something? Do we want to build something? Like, what is dating, really? You know? It's just, I think there's so many questions around how we do this yeah. in New York because there's so many different ways that people are exploring, you know? And I think my desire now, because I'm very much single, <laughs> my desire is to be very clear about who I am and the things that I want. Know that there is somebody, if I exist, that person exists. There's somebody out there that actually has a parallel constitution to what I would like to build, right? Mm -hmm. I'm open to building and co-creating with somebody else. Um, But really, like, who's up for sitting down, grounding, rooting, connecting? Truly, Mm -hmm. truly. And not just, you know, I think... In, in New York, my experience is that, you know, you meet a lot of fine and fun people. You know? Right. <laughs> fine and fun. Like, you know, I've done that several times, and it's been great. <laughs> you know, but, like, when you're actually looking for a legit partnership, you know, where are those people that are willing to spar and are um, courageous enough mm-hmm. to actually really show up for foundation? Right. Um, I never thought about it from that perspective, but it makes so much sense because I always looked at it as there's so much people, like they just treat dating here as something disposable because I can get over you with the next person type Mm -hmm. deal. And just because there are so many people, like you were saying, everyone has this different idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A swipe um, or something, it's just. Yeah, It's, it's a lot. Definitely intimidating, but yeah, I 
that's something I really enjoyed about the show. Even the, um, when the the part comes on where she's on live, where the man oh is on live. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <I'm screaming>. <laughs> <laughs> that's with Robin. That's like, um, but this is real life. Like, right? It's real life. There's another walking dead. It's true. Because you know, also right. Like, everybody's working through their own, like, traumas. That's true. And their own experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think you have so many in the big city. Mm-hmm. We have such a plethora of experiences that, you know, shape or trigger you, right? Um, and so it's interesting. It gets really funny in a lot of ways. You know, I, I honestly think what we experience in real life is much better than what we're creating. Like, you know, like, I think we're trying to capture that. You know, Talk does a great job of doing that as well but man some of the things that we experience you're just like i couldn't write a better story right like i can't believe this is real life yeah it's really funny it's really funny um i wanted to also so your character lyric is just she's amazing she like i feel like her i've seen a lot of comments as well that are like I wish that this was a real like podcast. <laughs> I wish I could get this advice. Um, so I wanted to ask, how much of yourself do you feel is similar to your, the character? Um, I think a lot of myself is similar to her um, because I tend to be the person that people come to <laughs> for for advice. Because you know, and that's not a that's not a whoop whoop or a toot toot on my part. It's just, you know, I value creating safe spaces for people to be able to be themselves and to speak their truth because that's what I desire in my friendships and in my communities. Um, so I, I think that in that way, I empathize with her. Like, um, I'm able to be objective enough to, I think, give pretty decent advice, good advice. And also being a behavioral whore, <laughs> you know, like I, I usually have some, a good context for most the answers and, you know, yeah. Um, what other ways am I like her? Would you really um, be in someone's ear when they're on a date? No, I, I couldn't do that. I would probably text somebody. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know how we did episode six, right? You know, I would do that. I would okay, be like, like, you're doing too much. Yeah, you're doing too much. <laughs> Chill. But I would never, I would never kind of date somebody through another person. Yeah. That's just too much. It's yeah. too much. It's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's her job. Right. So, um, I mean, I have been in situations where I have not honored my no. And I, I've, I've spoke about that before, you know. It's just you're trying to really maintain. She's trying to maintain her coin. Yeah. And she's also trying to, you know, continue to be there for black women. And so I think that I sometimes don't always make the best decisions in terms of trying to be there too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, let's see. Steph, did you have any additional things that you wanted to ask? Well, my additional question was kind of similar to the first one. Mm-hmm. It was just 
asking you to describe what it's like navigating through the industry. I guess you can talk a little bit about music and just being an actress as well. Sure. Um, I think that I, honestly, I don't think I do a good job of balancing both music and my acting because I'm the type of person that if I'm doing something, I really need to focus my energy on that. I think New York has helped me be able Mm -hmm. to be a better multitasker. Um, So I've worked out of the alchemy where I can, you know, do some music and then focus mostly on acting or do a a lot of music and then the acting is just, you know, here or there. But right now I'm really fully in my acting career, you know. Mm -hmm. So the lovely thing that maybe most people don't know is that um, Malik Rashad, who plays my brother Jason on Mm -hmm. the show, He's my actual friend and low-key music partner in life. So we have a lot of music that we've already produced together. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's out in the world, the the world of the internet. And um, he and I have some more music that we're getting ready to drop. So that's been nice. So we've been able to do both together. This is our first time acting together on anything. What kind of music, um, what genre would you say? So it would be like hip-hop and R&B. Yeah. I'm really excited that there's like, you know, musical moments that are incorporated where we get to hear your voice because it's such a beautiful voice. And I feel like even the song choices, they're always so relevant. So yeah, I I really like that factor. And the fact that your name is Lyric and you have a beautiful voice, that's just... Thank you. I like how that worked out too. Yeah. Yeah. Like watching it, I don't, I don't see these episodes until y'all see them. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm watching. I'm an audience member as well, mm-hmm. and so when I get to experience seeing that too, like hearing myself sing as the character, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, that's really nice that she's able to have those colors to mm-hmm. her. You know, it really works. So I'm grateful that it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess one of like our one of our closing questions is as an artist what is your ultimate goal what is something that you would like to leave as your legacy as an artist my ultimate goal in anything that I do but specifically through my artivism is to help evolve us culturally and societally um, or socially in terms of our um, healing help us to evolve and heal as a society. So the the work that I choose, um, whether it be acting or music, usually has that type of duplicity to it. Mm-hmm. Something that is a conversation piece, something that is speaking about um, the way that we interact with each other socially, or um, something that is offering uh, maybe another choice to consider. So that's, that's really important to me, being a part of our evolution mm-hmm. and our health. Um, as human beings. Right. Health is really wealth. I have a screensaver that just reminds me that like without health you can't make wise decisions and you can't do like anything in life to your fullest potential. So it's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Alright. And our closing question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So our closing question that we ask everyone is, in your own words, what does Black Power Punk Girls mean to you? (laughs) Black Power Punk Girls means that you're everything, that you are inhibited, uninhibited, that you are unapologetic, 
that you are bold, that you are fully yourself um, and your full expression in the world. That's what that means to me, that you're a badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you that. so much. This, this has been um, really special, and I'm really happy that, that you came to be with us today and to interview with us. So, um, if you have any like additional things that you'd like to add, you know, let them know your social media handles. We'll be writing it in our bio as well, but you know, just anything else that you'd like to add. Okay, so first of all, thank you for having me. Y'all are my first interview, and now that you popped my cherry, so <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, this is very special to me as well. My Instagram handle is Krisha Brown. At Krisha Brown, just like at Chris Brown, but at Krisha Brown. <laughs> uh, what else? You can find me on Facebook under LaCrisha Brown. I have a, a f- artist page under Miss Brown, ms.brown. And Twitter, you can find me at Queen Life is Good. <laughs> All righty, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. in. And have a great day. Alright. <laughs> What's this Tuesday? This Tuesday is the night, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it on now? Mm-hmm. Okay, also tune in to Pillow Talk on YouTube at 9.30 p.m. Our next episode is April 9th. That's this Tuesday.